This episode of Behind the Glass Hunting is brought to you by Seek Outside. Anyone who has followed me over the last few years will know that I've used a Seek Outside backpack long before they were ever a sponsor of the show. I'm currently using the Fortress 4800 and it is killer. I've moved more game and other oddball loads in that backpack than I can remember. Seek Outside also makes some of the most badass shelters on the mountain. We are currently using the Silex, a single man trekking pole supported tent when solo or counting the answers, and a Simron with a wood stove when the weather is a bit cooler or hunting with a partner. My friends at Seek Outside are offering listeners of this podcast free shipping on all orders if you use the code BTGH. That's BTGH, as in behind the glass hunting. Head on over to seekoutside.com for your next backpack or shelter purchase. You can prepare for everything that you can control, but that's not very much. My goal was just to hunt as hard as I could, as long as I could, at all costs. Better ask it, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 28 and sunny, we're almost definitely going to have hikers on the trail, boys. I'm getting across that damn river, and I'm getting after those goats. Let's go. We're hunting. We're going after something. Um, I've been sort of thinking all day about how I wanted to talk to you about this all day and I haven't really come up with anything decent but so first of all um, why don't you just introduce yourself okay my name's Nick Traherne and I live in Prince George BC and I'm a hunter in the or photographer in the hunting space I guess yeah yeah, I'd say you're a photographer in the hunting space, not a hunter in the photographer space. That'd be a little, uh, little hardcore. Yeah, either way. <laughs> so what I really want to talk about is like, like your whole journey to that place, um, to that you know the career that you've got now, which is you know by a lot of people I would imagine sought after. Um, but before we go like balls to the walls in that. I just wanted to go into something we were texting about the other day. Um, yeah. And I mentioned it on the last podcast that I've gone and quit my job to try and free up some time, I guess. <laughs> to try. I know that's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, I quit my job. I'm going to work for myself and I'm looking for freedom. Like, yeah, right. But, oh, man. A way to do um, it. <laughs> but yeah, like I've, I've told you this. Um, you You were actually like, one of the driving forces behind this, you gave you, uh, you I, I, I don't even know your full story, and I'm sure I, I want to hear it today. But um, yeah. like you just told me a couple of snippets of your story uh, before you were doing this. You're an electrician. I'm an electrician, and you told me that one day you just went cold turkey and went balls to the walls, and that that really like resonated with me. I, re- I told my wife about that. I was yeah. like, man, this this guy Nick like. You got to see his photos; they're unreal. He used to be an electrician. He just he threw in the towel and said, "Screw it, I'm going for it." Yeah, man. And that really that really inspired me. Yeah, I've got uh, like I'm a family man. Yeah, and as you and I have discussed, like there's no way that I'd be able to do what you do and successfully have a family. Yeah, definitely. It's the road for failure, mixing those two. <laughs> Because you, what do you, you spend something absurd like two hundred days, like at oh, massive yeah. amounts, easily on a busy year. Like oh, well, it's kind of screwed all that up, but yeah, two hundred and fifty wouldn't be uncommon in a normal year. Yeah, so like my wife's leaving, like the kids are going to be waving to me from the back window of the car when they're driving away if I do that. Oh yeah, totally. So I was I was inspired by that and just like my burning passion to being to spend more time doing things I'm passionate about, I've compromised and I've, yeah, I've quit my job um, and, I'm, and I'm going for self-employment uh, both in the electrical space and in um, the hunting media space. So yeah, I've, I've got a ton of questions like, what, you've quit your job? Like, how do you just quit your job? Like, people don't freak out. Like, I'm still going to be doing electrical work, but uh, yeah, a, a portion of my income will come from uh, the hunting media space. And really, like, I have you to thank for sort of kicking me in the butt and doing that. Oh, that's awesome. It's the only way yeah. to do it. Like, it's sink or swim. Really? It really is. Um, like, I, 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 I don't. 
today was my first day of self-employment and um like i've never felt more free like i was just you know i was actually i was working on a on a construction site and one of my old apprentices was uh technically my supervisor today and it was uh, it was a cool dynamic <laughs> I, I really liked it but yeah. anyway that's enough about me i wanted to just sort of like preface the conversation with how much you've inspired me and i just i'll let you take the floor like how did this all come about like yeah it's a pretty random wild journey like it's kind of similar to you as an electrician in the oil patch for pretty much a decade prior to this and the only difference is you've kind of been messing around with the camera for quite a while i think i had a camera for about 10 days before i decided to quit my career and jump full head first into this so whoa hang on you got it we can't we can't just fly past that how did that come to be like Where'd you get yeah. the camera? Why'd you get the camera? Like, I know my first 10 days of the camera, I was getting just like either completely black or completely white photographs. There was nothing, nothing legible. Oh yeah, totally. So basically oil patch, your shift work. I bought it on my set of days off and then I didn't even make it through like a week back at that shift before I ended up quitting and just being like, yep, I'm a photographer in the hunting space now. Like, why not? Fuck it. And holy yeah. shit, dude. Went to the camera store after that, just like, tell me what I need. And I was targeting wildlife for the hunting space, kind of the first several years of this. So when like, is this? When, how, how long ago, Nick? Uh, this is my ninth year now full time in the hunting space. So just about a decade. Wow, dude. Yeah. But I went in there. It's just like, I don't know a damn thing about cameras. Like that lens is big. I'll buy that. And it yeah. ended up being like a $13,000 two to four hundred like <laughs> bought a, like pro body d3 or whatever it was at the time just like right cool here's 30 grand i'm now a photographer like why not <laughs> holy smokes yo that's quite the investment to begin with oh and yeah it was retarded so, looking back like did I you have a mentor you have yet. somebody to teach you or oh no youtube <laughs> pretty much like it was sink or swim like kind of like you i didn't know my head from my ass as far as taking a photo, anything about like composition or any of it. I just like, yeah. I lived and breathed hunting and I wanted any excuse to be out there with wildlife or hunting or anything to do with it. So that was just what I decided to do. And oh, yeah. Well, that actually sounds nothing like me. Cause I've been like very cautious to try and learn <laughs> this before I did it. <laughs> yeah, I was really kind of hating my life, just being gone all the time. So it was like right. grasping for any excuse, right? Like. I'm sure I could have gone and been a white-tailed guide putting tree stands up in Saskatchewan and just, I don't know, this was the thing that caught my interest the week I wanted to quit. Wow. <laughs> like, I never set thing. out wanting to be a photographer. Um, it definitely was not big in the hunting space when I started, like nothing like no. it is now where everyone and their dog is chasing the dream, right? Right, right. So, yeah, it was just totally random. And like... um. Okay, so you've quit your job. You've got this camera. You can, you can barely take a photo. The camera's yeah. well more advanced than you are. Like, how did you, like, what 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 happened Monday morning when you went to go to work? Like, how did that go down? So basically, um, like, I grew up hiking, backpacking, climbing all through the Rockies. Like, I'm from Alberta initially, so I had a pretty good grasp on where animals were and from hunting and everything. So I just started smashing the bush and photographing wildlife every chance I could get, figuring out how to edit, how to compose, how to get close to shit, like just all the aspects of it. And yeah. it probably took about 10 months of just like watching my savings plummet, like fueling these trips, like up to the Yukon or BC or Saskatchewan or wherever, right? Photographing all this wildlife. And then an editor actually... I don't know how, just like randomly on Facebook, it's like, hey, like your photos are getting cool, submit some. I'm like, all right, cool. Submitted a batch, got an elf photo published. I'm just like, awesome, like, I'm king shit. How hard can this be? And like, yeah. one photo sold, and it's like, doesn't make up for anything that, like I pretty much <laughs> dropped a hundred grand into this so far. Yeah, so and it, just sold a photo for 100 bucks or something. I just yeah. like 300 bucks, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. epic. And then honestly, that literally was the turning point. Like it's been steadily uphill since then. That's what everyone says. Everyone says they make when they make their first dollar. That's the turning point. Whether it's 
zero profit or nothing, just that first like the, the first, first year sign that you can make it. Yeah. The first year sucked. The second year I actually broke even with profit and then three through ten or nine or whatever has just been, yeah. Full profitable business, so Dude, that is just unreal. Yeah, but I was pretty fortunate, like coming from all that time in a pretty lucrative job allowed me to do this. Like Right. None of my buddies that I grew up with or anything would have had that disposable cash to just whimsically toss away a year of their life and thirty grand in cameras and and all that crap. So and the rest exactly right. Yeah, like, it was kind of like a perfect yeah. storm and I don't know a random dream. Well, dude, it's unreal. Did you know like photographers growing up, or like did you know like I didn't even own a camera till that week. Dude, that was my first like... DSLR. Like never touched one. But like. Where'd, you, where'd the idea come from? Like it had to have come from something. So the chick I was seeing at the time had a DSLR. Here we go. It's always a chick. Oh, yeah, isn't it always? But anyway, she had a camera. I had like that days off when I ended up buying one. I tried hers for the first time. And it's right. like, yeah, this could be fun. Why not? Like went and bought a super cheap like D3100 kit package just a complete piece of garbage for like 400 bucks yeah that was the one that got it started and then i upgraded like 10 days to all the fancy shit <laughs> do you still have any of that original stuff oh You've no got that lens. Smashed the lens and destroyed and oh, oh i'm hard on gear I'm yeah very that... hard on gear. <laughs> are you one of those guys that flips your gear every year and buys it um, new? my choice but i usually factor in about 10 grand a year and destroying lenses and bodies just that's my average per year so it gets cycled out pretty frequently. Yeah, I guess that's not too bad. Like if you think about, like, uh, think about the electrical trade. You know, mm-hmm. you do ten grand. In, you do ten grand in tools in a year. So I'll yeah, that's just it's like you, the cost you, of doing business when you're kicking the shit out of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like hunting, hunting photography is not easy on gear. Yeah, and so you're right, so, it, so, then you're not getting the shots you want. So that's right. I love seeing the I love seeing the yeah. the pictures that get around, and it's just like. A photo of a camera just totally abused covered in mud and yeah totally it, and like it's just somebody like putting it all on the line to get a good shot i really yeah. like that i've yeah. been out photographing some duck hunts recently never photographed duck hunts kind of trying trying a little bit of a nick treherne move here throwing myself in the deep end um but yeah like i'm out in the, the marsh with these guys like laying belly down like taking pictures of stuff from like weird angles and they're just like what the frick is this guy doing i'm like <laughs> I know there's a shot here. I've got to get down on the ground. <laughs> that's it. It's the only way to figure it out, right? Yeah, that's it. So you're you're a Nikon man? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, never dabbled. Like I'm not a I'm not a camera buff. Um, um, Nick is. If if Nick was on here, he'd be he'd be talking shop with you. But like, why why Nikon and why not the others? So a couple of things that I guess first initial conversation way back when at the camera store. They told me it was the best quality actual image at the time was Nikon sensors. Yeah. I bought into that. Um, once you go balls deep in all the gear, it's pretty expensive to swap over. Another yep. reason. But now you pretty much couldn't pay me to leave Nikon because like for this line of work, they're the toughest cameras out there. Really? Uh, you yourself see like Nick's camera's gone down and he's running a rental or whatever the hell it is. Um, like guys have gear go down all the time. The only body I've lost is literally like I got swept away in the Atlantic ocean. Like they can withstand so much snow, water, mud, like Nikon are bomb proof compared to Sony. Yeah. Just like better weather seal. They can withstand a a drop or two and times a hundred. Like I drop that thing once a day. Like (laughs) (laughs) they are tougher cameras. Like I am an adamant believer in that really yeah well, maybe that's something to think about i just picked up another like i'm on i'm on canon but i was see i, I like had the whole leg up getting into photography i had my mother-in-law's a photographer like i've got nick i've got sean i've got all these people around me that are very good photographers um and my like my my first camera my mother-in-law gave me and it was a canon so i've just thought exactly as you say once you're into it it's hard to switch because you know you're yeah. buying lenses and stuff totally um, forgot where i was going with that but i'm scared to uh i'm like super scared to to drop them because i just <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like i don't know anything about the things um 
I know Devin left his on the roof of his car recently and took it for a drive, and it and a lens went for a ride and broke into yeah. two. Uh, yeah. So, like, there's got to be insurance for guys like us that just want to destroy there things. Is. Do you get onto that? I have a wicked claim or a wicked oh. policy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get onto that. I've, uh, the ads the ads, and the spam have started showing up on, like, my internet browser. For yeah, we can talk different... after for that. I'll send you the link. That'd be sweet, yeah, because I'm really worried about busting stuff. Oh, um, yeah, so I've just picked up another Canon body. Um, and even between the two, like, it's a, a Mark One to a Mark Two. between the two, there's such a difference in, like, operating the camera yeah. i don't know how i would go to a different brand altogether i'd have to start from square one i'd have no idea what i was doing yeah 100 percent. the few times i messed around with buddies like cannons and that wheel on the back it's just like foreign to me yeah right 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 so yeah. what's your uh what's your what like i mean we're going let's say we're going backpacking two weeks stone sheep what are you taking I will take two bodies, uh, 15 to 30, 24 to 70, 70 to 200, and 60 mil macro is like my minimum that comes on every trip. Really? So I, is, are it, you hunting or are you just photoing on that? I don't mix. You can't like, you if can't you're going to photograph, photograph, if you're going to hunt, hunt, because you're only going to do one or the other half-assed if you're doing both. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. Sure. My buddy, Sean, um, he... Uh, He's come on a couple of trips and he's tried to hunt and photograph and yeah. he he only does one properly. And it's funny because it's even the same with video. Like all the guys that try to do video and photo at the same time, you're either missing moments with video or you're missing moments with photo, right? Yeah. Like you cannot do both. Of I, I any can see that. Yeah. And then, that's what I'm yeah. trying to do. Like these duck hunts and stuff, me going on. Like I didn't even buy a duck tag this year. I yeah. didn't buy the, the waterfowl license just just because I didn't want to be tempted, and I had a lot of, I had a lot more fun just being laser focused on shooting photos and not worried about shooting birds. Oh, totally, man! I love it. Like, I really kind of disconnected and enjoyed, I guess, yeah, not bringing my camera when I hunt. Like, when I'm doing personal hunts now, I take my iPhone and that's it. Like, you couldn't pay me to bring a camera or a lens. Really? Like, I need that separation because, like. On the last year pre-COVID, I guess, whatever, 2019, I think I was on like 66 big game kills like, Holy with the camera. So you, you, were, you were sick of it. You were sick of yeah. the photos of dead stuff. Like, I needed that camera to get the fuck out of my life while I hunt, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I like that. I, and I also, yeah, well, I mean, to, to that exact point, when I go hunting solo, I don't yeah. even touch the camera because I'm hunting. Like, I'm actually hunting. I've got. Yeah, that's just it. Like, yeah. you want to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, like I don't want to. There's nothing to take photos of. Like I'm not going to take photos of my feet. Like there's yeah. nothing, to, nothing to take a picture of. So just just hunt. So I don't even take a picture. Um, two bodies. I'm really like. I'm not surprised, but I mean, it's practice. the only way to go. So and that's too operational at all times. One's not in the pack. Yeah, I, I figured this. I fi you're probably running what you got your telephoto on one and like the wide on another, or how are you doing that? Just a mix. It depends. Yeah. Depends on the scene, depends on what I've got through the trip. Like, I know just as I shoot from day to day where the gaps are in my content, right? So yeah. if I need more wide, if I need more in the 24 range, if I need telephoto, like... you get them, yeah. Yeah, just to have a diverse submission at the end of the trip for all my clients, like, pretty much know what mixture I need just from doing it. Yeah, okay. I've got a couple of trips this year... Well, it's spring. I got, got we got a trip coming up in the spring, um, and I'm not gonna hunt. Uh, but I'm I was the, I was on the fence on the two bodies thing, um, yeah. And, and like I'm really I really I think I do re really want to do it, uh, but I'm just I'm all, you know my one of my concerns is how are you carrying these things. I guess you got one in hand or one in the cotton carrier or peaks design. What are you using for carrying? Yeah, so I wear like the double cotton carrier harness on the waist. all day, every day. And is that then, the one that's uh, on the waist or is that the one that sort of slings under your arms here? Uh, the full harness, like it's got a chest piece and then like a side one here. So it holds two cameras like that. Okay. And then I also have the strap shot one. So a third mount on my pack strap. So you just got cameras everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to do it. You've talked me into it. Yeah. So basically, hiking, I'll have one on my strap, one on my chest. But yeah. then when I ditch my pack, I still have the harness that holds two, right? Right, right. So yeah. 
man, that's a lot of weight. You're taking four lenses, two bodies, minimum and, four lenses, and, and then and then batteries and SD and everything. Three else. batteries per day. Three batteries per day. So on a fourteen day, I'll have like forty batteries. Holy smokes, dude! Yeah, like that's pretty two serious. cameras, right? Running full time. Yeah. Like my minimum is a battery a day, like on a busy shooting day. Minimum. Yeah, and then that third one's just a spare for whichever camera needs it more. Mm. I see. Cam- uh, battery per camera each day. Yeah, how, many so pic- that- how many pictures are you coming home with? I usually average, like, I like to be around that 1,500 to 2,000 a day on an assignment. Okay. Oh, that yeah. seems about, that's it. That's, like, when I'm out for a day, I come home with about that many photos. So, yeah. man, that's a shitload of photos, dude. You do a 10-day yeah. hunt, you got... 15,000 photos. You betcha. What are you running to process all these things? What am I running? Yeah, what do you got for a computer to deal with all these things? I had a buddy build a custom PC. I hate Mac, so... Right, right. Yeah. That's why the, the the Chrome was so easy for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the Mac train. I don't, don't know why. I got an iPhone this... Uh, it's my second year with an iPhone, so I kind of just went for, the new Mac, for a Mac as well. I like the integration. Yeah. Um, man, 15,000 photographs. That, uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot. And then of those photos, how many are you, are you delivering? Obviously, that varies and you don't have to go yeah. too detailed, but... It entirely depends. Like, there's some trips that are just for one client. There's some trips that have three, four, five clients in on it, so... yeah. Every dip trip is a different contract, different mix of images, but I guess that's why I'm shooting so much is because even when I have multiple clients, like if I have four clients in on a trip, I don't even want them to have two similar images. Like, right. That was, I, was gonna I don't that want was my the same question. ridge. I don't want the same camp scene, like whatever. Yeah. I want it to look like three different hunts. So. so they got an exclusive piece of content. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you just, yeah. is that, does you run into difficulty with that? Like, is that hard to do? Um, I mean, you've got to be, you got four clients. You're trying to get four products featured in different places and try and tell four different stories. Like, is that hard to do? Mm. Yes, and no. for, I guess it's just a, a thing. Like, <laughs> sometimes it's just what you have to do. So, I don't know. And, it's kind of that whole sink or swim thing. Like, you have to take it on to be able to make a living. But and the most of the guy and the most of the guys when you're doing a client shoot are they. Uh, like buddies of yours, hunters, or are you tagging along with guys that like aren't used to being photographed or like what's your situation there? It entirely depends. Like I prioritize, um, whatever X amount of buddy trips per year. Yeah. Where that's just cause I like hanging out with my buddies. Like who doesn't, right? Yeah. So I'll get them in on it. They usually get free gear out of it. So they're stoked and they always get to be the first shooter rather than flip a coin and see and whatever. Yeah. So it's never hard to find. So yeah, I think most years I'll do three or four buddy trips, but the rest are typically straight up assignments. I just show up and take pictures. Right. How often do you run into, like, I mean, if you're trying to get all this content, you ever run into trouble, uh, not trouble, I guess, but um, like asking a hunter to do something that, they might have done and but you wanted to capture and it didn't ha- you weren't able to capture it in time or something like that yeah. um i try to avoid staged photos at all costs that's why right. i'm just always running gunning with two cameras from dark till dark like just going fast yeah nothing looks authentic when you have to at- re-ask someone to do it or hey can no, you go I walk don't. on that ridge like those photos look bogus and everyone knows it yeah yeah i like yeah. that that's a good call i, I had we, we did uh I had to stage something once and I, it made me feel real sick. I hated it. And I, yeah, whenever, whenever I, whenever I see it, I'm like, Oh, that's just, yeah, that's not real. And, yeah. um, I've just, like, I've, I've just said, I'll never do it again. Like I will never do it again. It's funny. Like I totally get that there's a place for it and there's a lot of amazing photographers that make their entire living in the hunting space, staging photos or recreating them or artificial yeah. lights or whatever you want. Right. And I'm not cutting down those guys or saying there's no place for it. 
it's just not what I enjoy shooting. Just not your style. I get that. Yeah. Like, it's not to say I don't. Like, unfortunately, I take on several of those assignments every year where I have to use stage lighting and wands and strobes and reflectors and all that crap. But yeah. that's just part of it, right? Like, you can't win them all, but they're still fun shoes. They're still awesome clients. But yeah. Wow. I don't know. The backcountry is not the place for that stuff, in my opinion. You know, no, just that's capture right. it as it goes. Like, you want to see that pissed off look. You want to see that sweat drop dripping in the moment. Like, whatever it is. Yeah, and if it's not perfect, well, that's exactly how it looked in the moment. So don't worry about it. Yeah. I like it. Like, pretty much, I have a photo from every trip of my buddies flipping me the bird because they're pissed off with the camera in their face. Like, is what it is. <laughs> but you can't recreate it, right? <laughs> no, I like that. Um, yeah. You just you just got back from a trip. Yeah, late season goats. Can you tell me about that? Can you talk about it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, went up for a week. I've been going pretty much every year since I moved to BC, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. It was an awesome hunt. Um, it was the busiest I've ever seen in there. Um, so I ran into Foss, another well-known creative with a guy and a few locals and i've never seen anyone in there when i've been in there before so that was unique wow. so were you um, like actually seeing these guys were you guys hunting the same goats like how does yeah like it's a small area yeah um me and adam were pretty civil like just in reached each other each day like hey where are you going we'll go here like okay we're gonna book it up there like have fun good luck whatever so that was pretty sweet um <clears throat> Just you, you and uh, Hunter, or you and a couple of guys, or uh, me and one guy, the yeah. Hunter I was photographing. Yeah. Uh, we got in on what was it? Seven goats, five of which were billies in rifle range at 350 yards. We had them for like two hours. Um, I mean, like seven, three, I think, of which would have been like that 50-inch, like mature shooter billy. Oh, whatever smoke suits there better be a but, good reason why you didn't kill one yeah <laughs> it sucks but like it's goat hunting like yeah. if you think you, you kill everyone you're 400 yards away from you have another thing coming you just couldn't get uh, to them is that what happened or basically we had two hours left in daylight it was puking snow like you couldn't even see the valley floor where we came from and it was across a very gnarly avalanche chute so if we did dump this thing we'd have to drop to the valley floor cut across then all the way back up so that would take 20 some hours right. by the time everything was said and done so if we would have shot and not completely anchored it on the spot like if it ran in because it was right on the edge of timber right. if it would have booked it in there we never would have found it with like we got a foot of snow in that 12 hour span so yeah that's just, a pretty good reason not to do it like that's yeah that's... it's like it's either gonna bail and die in that avalanche chute which is like I will not go in there to get it because that would be absolutely ridiculous and yeah. very unsafe. Or it's going to go into the trees and we'll never see it again or be able to follow blood. So it is what it is. Um, the one group that was local ended up shooting a nanny on the first day. And then I actually just talked to Faust Knight and they didn't get one. So, yeah. Was Adam up there with his bow or rifle? <laughs> Uh, bow and camera, and then the duty was photographing, was rifle hunting. Oh, cool. Yeah. They didn't get one? No. So only one, and they only ended one. up staying, whatever, six days longer than we did, and we went in on the same day. So, yeah, they really grinded it out. And Jeez. It's too bad it couldn't come together. The guy that was rifle hunting, I think, had tried a few winters before and had not shot a late-season goat yet. So Right. I was kind done? of hoping that they would connect, but... Yeah, that's a bummer for him. Well, always next year. Are you done now for the late season goats? Are you going back in? I heard a rumor you were going back in. Yeah, I'm <laughs> contemplating it. You are? Well, yeah. I might blast up by myself just for a quick solo hunt, try to fill a tag, but... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Take, take the iPhone, or we we make an exception and take a camera? Oh, hell no. I'm not packing that extra weight when I don't have to. I love it. I love yeah. it. You did. It's just such a job. I love it. It's great. Yeah. But it got, you have to treat it like that, right? Like no, the guys don't. that treat it like a profession and a career are typically the guys I see followed after two years and don't make a go of it because they don't treat it like what it is. Right. 
like it's really sweet and it's like the coolest thing I could ever imagine doing but it's still a career and a job and a business and has to be run like it yeah I can appreciate that you I, you sort of suggested that when we were texting the other day um yeah I guess like I'm still on the the edge of it where I'm looking at it like it'd be uh you know like getting getting paid to do anything in the hunting space uh yeah it seems like a dream job or it's going to be yeah. a ton of fun but um I mean you're living proof that it it's a job it's a career it's just work um yeah can you speak yeah, to that at all? Like, guys that come into this that don't realize like you have to be able to buy a house you have to be able to save for retirement like to do all these things like if you're just making enough to go on the next trip and like eating craft dinner every night are you really making it or like no yeah so yeah my fact well, i mean i'm sure you get all sorts of uh things but my favorite's always um people uh, people asking if i get free gear and if yeah. i did if i did why can't they have some and i'm like well yeah. there's a difference between like free gear and gear that i work for um yeah so like i'll there's give you free. i'll give you gear when you give me the truck that you just paid for with your paycheck like it's yeah totally like i'm i'm just because i didn't pay for it in cash doesn't mean yeah. I didn't work for it for something else or you know like this is yeah. No, you you're can't taking have free money from them, or you're giving them services, or nothing's free in life. Like no, because yeah, if like, it was free gear, everybody would have free gear. Yeah, totally. Like the big names don't even get free shit; they still have to do stuff for it. Exactly right. Yes, that that's my favorite. I'm sure you've got a million and, and mm. one stories of that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a and you have some awkward conversations, but I've I've yeah. sort of I've sort of, I'm getting better at it. Just like kick rocks. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Yeah. The pleasantries kind of run short when you get asked that once a week. You get a little more blunt with time. <laughs> One of my favorites, and it gets me in trouble often, and I use this for pretty well everything, is I don't, I don't do shit I don't want to do. Yeah. And uh, that that basically applies to everything. Like if, if I don't want to, yep, totally. whatever. Like I don't want to go to dinner with so and so. I don't want to go hunting with so and so. Like I just life's too short to do things I don't want to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, looking into, like, what do you, as a hunting photographer, like, how far in advance are you booking up? What's going on here? Like, two years? Um, yeah, some stuff. Like, I have, I think my longest contract right now is a three-year contract. Um, a lot of stuff is one to two years. But usually my entire calendar year or whatever is locked in by about, December the year before or January that year and then it's booked right through till Christmas kind of thing so so we're in February now so you're locked up you're done for 2021 yeah like every trip is in the bank locked in contracts are signed and dried and and does that like do you when you're filling up that schedule and someone's trying to book a hunt in your favorite time to hunt do you sort of put preference on preference on your own hunting trips or everything's for sale um, my personal hunting trips get yeah. tossed to the side more than I can count. Really? Like, I think most years I'm lucky to get out hunting maybe five to ten days myself. Really? Yeah, but just listen. learn to capitalize with those five to ten days. Yeah, everyone listen up here. This doesn't sound that good being a hunting photographer. No. <laughs> <laughs> everyone uh, thinks it means you get to hunt more, and it's just like, nope. No, you get to go <laughs> on you get to watch <laughs> right what gets you going like what's your favorite hunt to go on like you know somebody calls you with whatever what is, what is it that gets your heart pumping goats number one uh sitka blacktail are pretty sweet mule deer is what i started hunting way back when so they always have a place in the heart yeah um bears are just fun for lack of a better word and they're at a good time of the uh, year you do any international stuff, Nick? Obviously, you do, but like, what? Uh, like, whereabouts you going? Yeah, some. I try not to, though. Oddly enough, kind of same thing. I look at everything as business. Yeah. And typically, like my shooting day rates don't aren't the same as travel. So the more travel days, the less days I can be behind the camera making more money. Right. So if I 
or I try to book every single trip to where it's only one day of travel on either end. Otherwise, I don't like doing it. But oh, that's fair. Yeah. How off? How many of these? Like, what percentage of your trips are you curating, and how many are like you just show up and shoot? Um. Like, I imagine some of them you're you're sort of putting it out there, like, hey, X rifle company. So I have 11 trips that I just show up for for this year, and I have four trips that I lined up. Jeez, that's not bad. Yeah. 11 trips, just show up and shoot. Yep. You ever get in the, you, you ever have any uh, personality clashes or anything like that? I know you talk to guide outfitters every now and then they have a dink client. You ever, ever run into that? Um, not you really. You probably can't say. <laughs> no, like... I try to work with clients that I like, like, I don't know. I try to pick and choose ones that I will jive with that are cool in camp, that the experiences are cool, that the guy doesn't have a stick up his ass. Like, I don't know. I try to tailor it equally for my enjoyment as anything. And yeah, like my biggest clients are all kind of all about that, the experience, the fun, the yeah camaraderie behind it so it's never really been an issue thankfully oh that's good to hear that's yeah totally to hear. yeah um earlier on yeah definitely i took work from clients that it was a paycheck and nothing more like i would never use the product normally like yeah they're a pain in the ass to deal with but it's like i need money so yeah i'm doing it but thankfully now i don't really have to do much of that now that you're established you don't have to uh sell yeah. out like sell out i guess yeah totally just like, sort of yeah get to get to my pick and choose yeah so what's the what's what's the one you're looking forward to the most this year um i don't know <laughs> they're all kind of can you talk different. about can you talk about what any of them are yeah i well, have Everything from owdad, antelope, deer, birds, bears, caribou, elk. What else is there? Uh, pike, walleye, trout for the fishing side of it. Yeah, I noticed you, did you always do fishing photography or is that something you just picked up in the last year or so? Yeah, a year and a half. I just, after that year with like 66 kills, I just got burnt out on hunting and then started picking up a lot more like tourism work, fishing work, just other outdoor adventure stuff. You've been posting some shit hot photos of uh, fish with a uh, hook in their mouth. So is that, uh, that water, that camera's underwater. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your magic trick? I have a suspicion of what it is. Um, my magic trick was I bought an underwater housing and okay. I went out three times in two weeks and that's all the photos you're seeing. <laughs> three times in two weeks. Yeah, that's all I've really used it. Like wow. I've never used one before. I went out three times and that is the result. Okay, so you just went you went you bit the bullet. I've I've spoken to some guys that um had a fishing tank had a, had an aquarium out in the lake and they submerged the camera in the aquarium. Oh, and they just had the glass thing polished super clean. Yeah, same thing as hunting. Faking it is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they got a cool shot, but it was just it was yeah. simply just for the story. But uh, I wondered how you did it. Yeah, no, exact same thing. Like just catch it as buddies are reeling them in, or like just stand there motionless next to their fly in the stream, waiting for the bite or whatever it is. Like really, yeah. Jeez, that's some patience. I'm I'm actually I'm taking some pictures of one of my mates fly fishing this weekend. He pretty well nice. promises me we won't catch anything, um, <laughs> but I'm, I, don't, I don't care. Like some of those frozen frozen rivers and stuff like that. Well, not the rivers frozen, but you know, all the trees and everything yeah, frozen yeah. around. Like it makes a cool setting, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's on Saturday. Yeah, that'll be sweet. Take all this new gear that I just acquired up there and uh, see if I can't break something. There you go. <laughs> I'm also... Where are you doing the the, the the bird photographs? Like, are you traveling for those or? Uh, the waterfowl is Saskatchewan. Man, some of those pictures, those like hardcore waterfowl photographers put out are insane. 
Yeah, so this one's just rolling up to an outfit, photographing the dudes that are paying to be there and leaving. Who, who employs so, you on that? Like, my client that... list secret. No, 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 <laughs> sorry. I, no, I apologize. I didn't mean to ask you that. Is that... Is that a brand or a company, or are you just there for the um, for the hunters? Um, I have never in nine years been hired by a hunter. Okay, that's sorry. It's just the way you said that question um, that you're showing up taking yeah, photos. Yeah. The guys okay. who paid the hunt. I thought that that's what it was. Okay, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. So it's only ever been like magazines, brands, yeah. like manufacturers, retailers, uh, once by an outfit, but never by a hunter. Is there a reason why you avoid doing it for hunters, or is it just um, I, I imagine a that's willing to pay my day rate? That's I was going to say. I imagine the margins are a lot better when we're talking about advertising opposed to making memories. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's kind of like the wedding thing. Everyone expects a two hundred dollar wedding photographer, but if you want a good one, they're charging twenty, thirty, forty grand. I was talking I'm not about... saying I'm getting that because I'm sure as hell not, but yeah, at least want to be closer that way. I was thinking about that the other day. Like I even look at my wedding photos um, and I don't look at my wedding photos and go, man, I just love my wife. I look at my wedding photos and I just look at them and I go, that's when that cranky photographer told me to stand there and put my hand on her shoulder. Yeah, totally. You know I mean? it's, that, it's the staged photos. You're exactly right. Yeah. And I can't even get past it with my wedding photos. I'm like, this is, yeah. this is bullshit because our photographer yeah. was a bitch. And I, that's yeah. all I remember. When I look at my photos, I'm like, she was a bitch all day. All freaking day she was a bitch. <laughs> so there's a lot to be said for stage pictures. And I mean, I'm sure you would look at my wedding photos and say they, they look so in love, but everybody knows yeah. that that's just a joke. Carry <laughs> it on. So uh, that's a room and she can't hear you. Oh, she's upstairs. No, she'll be okay. I, we had this discussion the other day. I, I was talking about it because... I th somebody she might have suggested oh I should go sh shoot a wedding it's like maybe my mother-in-law said I should go shoot a wedding and I just I was no, like no nope, I'm not doing that I did it once when I was like starting out and broke as fuck and that was like the one and only thing I've done outside of the hunting industry for photos and I will never do another one like it was hell yeah that couldn't be good no it's like you're not going to enjoy it no one else is going to enjoy it and you're probably going to suck at it so it's yeah. like, what's the point yeah. <laughs> uh, I just couldn't I just couldn't stage people I think that's right I could like yeah. I could be tempted to go and just take like party photos but yeah nothing, just be in the background just be in the background someone else doing it. yeah I could do that but no no thanks not for me but even still do you want to or do you want to go hang out on a frozen river with your buddy like exactly I'd have to be broke as fuck I mean if the self-employment thing goes down the drain um, who knows I'll be doing anything <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's, that's that's really how I'm looking at it, man. Like I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull wire and like yeah. You know, when I'm in, when you're employed, and then you know you get an opportunity. It's like you got to go and can I can I do this? You got to beg for the time off. But I'm yeah. open with self-employment. I can as long as the job's getting done, I can leave a foreman on site. Like the, who cares where my money's coming from? I don't care if it's coming from taking pictures or if it's coming from pulling wire i'd rather be taking yep. pictures but totally and you're able to schedule yourself like don't double book yourself then you have all the time you want yeah exactly right so um I've, I've, i mean i've taken the liberty of uh setting a setting aside some good chunks of time this year um yeah like i mean we've got we've got this we've got the a decent spring bear hunt planned seven days um i've never taken seven days to do a spring bear hunt just because yeah saving my days off for the, the the fall um yeah and we've just paid the deposit on a this is a first um we're doing the we're doing the flying uh sheep hunt oh nice yeah which you would uh, uh me and devon are going actually oh right on yeah so um and we're we're arguing back and forth. well we're not arguing but uh obviously we've got weight restrictions on the uh yeah. on the plane and devon as soon as we started talking about it like he sees my eyes lighting up and he's going, Hey Chris, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, we got weight restrictions. You're not bringing two cameras and four lenses and you better like, you better trim that thing down. But <laughs> uh, I think we're going to, we're going to go try and we're going to try for pretty bare bones, one rifle, one tent, like and shave off as much as we can. And 
Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I don't think that'll be a two body trip. Not if uh. Do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. What's your pack weigh? You don't, man. No, you're right. What's your pack weigh when you're going in on one of these trips? I mean, you're not hunting. You're just straight photo. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten day trip, eighty pounds in the fall. That's not terrible. Like all in with the gear that's hanging off the front of me as well as my pack. You still now? Do you still run binoculars or not even binoculars? No. You're not there to hunt. Like, yeah. If you want to hunt, take binoculars. If you want to photograph, take cameras. You should be photographing while they're glassing, right? I love it. All right, done. Like, same thing. If you're there to do a job, you're not there to hunt. <laughs> oh, man, I just, I just love hunting so much. The only part you get to enjoy is the pack out. Why do you That's get to take? Do you take the cameraman's pass or do you take some meat? No, take meat every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the only part of hunting that you get to enjoy—that's when you're involved. Yeah, yeah. man. Like. So photograph right until the shittier pack out, and then you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you not get involved? Do you not get caught up in the moment? I don't know. It's one of those things. The moment is what makes the coolest photos. Right, so you just try not to interject. You are just there. You're a fly on the wall. Yeah. Like, even, like, think to yourself, like, when you throw up the spotter and see, like, a huge rack for the first time or a big bear or whatever, a blacktail on your trail cam, like, that look on your face can't be re produced so like right, that so literally is when you need the camera is when everyone else is glassing or doing whatever yeah that's true and i'm glad I'm, yeah. talk- I'm glad i'm talking to you about this devin sorry man i'm bringing two cameras i'll be getting a call as soon as this goes out like 40 batteries have fun <laughs> yeah 40 batteries man yeah batteries are heavy there's just oh, yeah. so much it's definitely a heavier pack than a hunter like every time it's heavier than the hunters yeah you're taking a tripod, yeah. obviously you've got a tripod in there. Yeah, usually try to multitask that between the spotter tripod and like the one you can use for photos, but shy of night shots, like I don't use a tripod, I hand hold everything. Yeah. But Okay, so you're you take did you say you're taking a spotting scope mm-hmm. or you just try and take a tripod that the hunter is compatible with? Um, no, like the hunter will have his optics, like yeah. spotter tripod. Yeah. We'll share the tripod for the two purposes just to save on weight yeah that makes sense yeah and then like you make it up elsewhere like fuel or tent or whatever right yeah i've yeah. Had, i've uh i suggested that last year on our mountain goat hunt with nick um yeah and i was really pushing nick to do that to share a tripod because i mean we had those nick and then garrett and myself garrett and i both had a tripod one for the binos one for the spotter um, yeah, and like the spotter's tripod we took in was hefty, hefty. Yeah, it was would have been more than enough for the camera. And yeah. I, I was trying to talk Nick into doing it, but you know, like I know how he feels. He's like he wants his own gear, so we bring a tripod. And I I made some comments yeah. like you watch, we'll not see that tripod in use. And uh, I think he pulled it out out of spite just to get it. Ah, uh, he, yeah. he used it. I th- he used it for like a trophy picture with all three of us behind the goat. And then he used yeah. it, used it for a bit of a time lapse, but um, yeah. didn't see much tripod action. And I think there's definitely some no. merit there. You definitely don't need one, like even for that group shot. Throw it on your pack. Like the only thing you need it for as a photographer is night shots. Yeah, like that's 100% the only thing you can't shoot without one. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But, yeah, I've been getting into those night shots, man. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Take a bit of take a while to get your head around them well not so much yeah. once you sort it once you get it you get it but um yeah yeah i'm really enjoying those yeah once you start screwing with like star trails or northern lights or the milky way then it's a little more figuring to the shot rather than just winging it but yeah yeah they're super fun i'm definitely just winging it yeah thank you till you make it yeah how long how long is the shutter speed to get the the star trails and stuff you're talking about um, you usually start to see movement quite dramatically after about 30 seconds. Right. And you're talking several minutes to get the whole... To get the whole thing. Creepers, yeah. Yeah, some of those pictures are badass, dude. Yeah. Pretty well. I, I like... Whenever I'm uh, not looking for... Yeah, whenever I'm looking for a little bit of photo inspiration, I go for, I give you a page a bit of a scroll and start looking at different angles and stuff. I'm like, man, how does he... Uh, he sees he sees things that I just miss. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think everyone's got to be, like, I'm sure you're figuring it out, too. Like, the hunting world is really small from a content standpoint. Yeah. Like, there's always the one-off photos coming in from Joe Blow packing a DSLR, but, like, the guys that are steadily influxing the content that's out there, there's pretty noticeable styles, pretty noticeable, like, the whitetail in the pickup truck shot that's done by... Yeah everyone and their dog like there's the same shit everywhere so i don't know it's almost impossible to be different but you always have to try to be different otherwise you got nothing right so is, is, that what the next guy. is that what you're doing when you're out there you constantly seeking the next next new look oh, or just something that well same thing it's inevitable that you'll get the same type of shot as what's out there right there's yeah. only so many angles with so many lenses but i don't know like having your own style, something you're known for, like a different eye to it, that's what gets you repeat business, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not doing just run of the mill what the 10 other photographers that are shooting Northwest content are doing, then you're set. But if you're just doing the same, like guy standing in the middle, perfectly centered, bottom of the frame, like vortex optics out, clear logo, yeah, I don't know, it'll only go so far. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because no, I mean, you can pretty well pick what you're going to see when you get on uh, get on social media. You can pretty well see exactly what's coming. Oh, totally. And like a lot of brands that aren't willing to invest in content, then it's really monotonous. Like it's the same shit every yeah, time. Yeah, like they want, go take this photo. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind but. of sad, isn't it? When you think about it, photography is an art and a bit of a creative thing and <laughs> yeah just it's sad but it's, i find it super cool at the same time like the guys that i truly admire in the industry are like they're amazing to watch like they crush it there's always something new who are those who are the i mean if you want to say but who are the guys that you know get you ticking guys or gals like what 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 like who whose photos are you looking at for inspiration or what gets you out of bed in the morning Guys that I respect in the hunting space, like Chris Hood is a deadly photographer. Um, Aaron Hitchens, like they do more video with Rockhouse, as I'm sure, but like he's deadly behind the lens. Uh, Foss is awesome. Drake is awesome. There's just endless amounts of guys. Yeah. Um, Dushan is another amazing photographer that's been around since like the film days. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's not, you know you never dabble with video I've, I've noticed is that that's obviously intentional 100% I think it's well a it's like if you want to talk about a saturated industry everyone and their dog does video yeah like I don't know I just like these short films everything's so dramatic like the big life lesson in them like it's just the most repetitive garbage I think ever it's the same yeah um so I'd rather do something that less people are doing where I can feel that I have the opportunity to excel at than something where like the day rate for a cameraman on like a hunting TV show is nothing like it's minimum wage or less than so like what's the point in chasing it right 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 like same thing I it's a career rather, I don't want to be yeah, you'd rather minimum be wage career yeah and yeah if you can spend your time just crushing photos why do you need to go down another rabbit hole yeah that's and same nice. thing you can't do both at once like i'm an adamant believer at that so like i love photography why would i ever book a video job yeah if i don't have to kind of thing yeah ah, good call good call yeah <laughs> hey well uh man there's a lot to take away from that i'm definitely yeah for for me personally i'm like i'm learning things right now i hope everyone else is hope everyone else is taking some stuff away but uh or just ignore it and probably be further ahead in life yeah i mean all that all that i mean yeah <laughs> I, I definitely don't recommend that people do what nick did um and yeah i think stick to your job i think if, yeah what, what i've gone and done might even be a little risky and i might be back on here in six months going oh yeah so i'm uh, fully employed at uh so-and-so electrical company again and i've sold all my camera yeah. to buy ramen noodles <laughs> so what do you Question for you. What are you doing? Are you launching on your own? Or are you like going balls in with Fargon or what's no, your, no, like, no. So, so Fargon, tell me what your plan is. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really have a plan and this has been an interesting topic of conversation. So Nick, uh, Fargon is Nick. That's, that's definitely yeah. Nick's media channel. Um, his, yeah, yeah. His, his photo and video stuff. 
Uh, I'm just, uh, so, yeah, Nick and I sort of got into this together. Yeah. Um, and just dealing with brands, uh, it became pretty obvious that Nick was providing a service and I was providing a service. So we were both sort of providing a different service. Um, yeah. You know, Nick was coming in as like high-level photographer, filmmaker, taking really pretty shots. And I was coming in as a hunter, providing content of a different nature. Um, yeah. And so that just sort of led to us uh, still working together, like very closely, but separate, separate contracts, basically. Yeah. You know, to to address what each of us are bringing, and I've and I'm just uh, throwing throwing photo on all those contracts basically. Right on. Coming back. So and, you're doing strictly photography. You're not going to oh, yeah, dabble no. in. Oh No, I mean, uh, to be fair, like I was, I'm dabbling with the idea of starting a vlog, and I actually had the camera set up, and I like did a little. I might start a vlog today, and I'll see there how I'll see how it looks. But I don't know if I'm going actually going to do that. Um, like I've made some little videos with the kids and stuff, and yeah. they're crap, but they're fun. Like they're cool with the kids, but I don't think I'd be yeah. making anything decent that like people would actually want to watch. That being said, people listen to this podcast, so I don't know. Maybe they will. Uh, we'll see. Like I'll let you know if I do the vlog. But uh, yeah, go. definitely just photos. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's my, that's basically my plan is just to piggyback on the relationships that I already had. Um, yeah. where I was providing, you know, like iPhone content and storytelling and, the, and you know, this, this sort of stuff and just adding in um, better, like much better photography. And, yeah. and, and, and Nick's still doing the same and we're still going on all the same hunts and we're just doing, just doing sort of two different services. Yeah, so he's going on the bear and the sheep hunt with you? I uh, don't know if he's coming on the sheep hunt. I don't know. No, we've got, to, we'll have, Nick and I have some different hunts planned. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on. So, I don't know. It's, um, it's exciting what the, the future holds. It's like I've, I've always lived in fear of like the, oh, I could never do that because I need my job. Yeah. And it's a totally new and, uh, I don't know, like freeing experience to, <laughs> to not have a job. Even though I'm like, yeah. well, where, where's the money going to come from? Uh, but I'm, I don't know, yeah. man. I just like, and I, I just believe in myself, man. I just don't think I'm going to have to worry about it. I think this is going to be, kind of insane, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to take off. And the podcast, you know, the podcast does well. It's on more time to do all this stuff. So, it's um, taking taking the first step towards uh, big cliche, just the first step of the rest of my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go, chasing, go. The, chasing the dream and it's good to like have guys like you that you know I can I can mm -hmm. chat to and keep me on the rails and let me know that you know hey this is a profession don't be silly oh yeah like I got my ass handed to me by a professional photographer with critique when I first started like I that first year I thought I was just getting like the hottest shit ever and <laughs> it, I didn't show it to my worst client now but uh <laughs> Tony Bynum, who's actually a photographer in the hunting space, I reached out to him and showed photos to him. And, like, that's literally what he told me. He's like, these are absolute shit. I wouldn't show them to my worst client, was his well, response. Don't... Like, oh, didn't, like... didn't mince his words, eh? Oh, no, didn't hold back the shots, but it's like what I needed to hear. And, like, immediately what... just took it, spun around, stepped up the game, and kept going. Was there any critique in it? Like, was, was there a reason why it was shit? Or was it just this is oh, shit? Like... Didn't even waste his breath, but like now looking back, like I know oh, what photos they were. It's like I don't even take something that shitty with my iPhone. Right. Like it's just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. But I've I gotta learn yeah. to, I gotta learn to take critique better, I think. Yeah. I, I appreciate no, I appreciate critique, but it, it, it's it, you know, it's it's hard. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Nick. But it's great that like I always bounce my photos or like I don't know. I'm friends with quite a few people in this space that are my competition essentially and yeah. I don't know it's invaluable when someone says like yeah that's bogus or whatever sweet just little things like oh nice like blown out highlights or some smart ass yeah. remark and it's, yeah just take it and grow I find it's a classic case of you can be too close to the project 
Yeah. Like I'll tune. Oh, yeah. I'll, tune, too bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll tune up a picture and they'll send it. Sean, my buddy Sean Badart, he's normally my sounding board. I normally flick it over to him, and he's a, he's an Australian as well, so he doesn't mince his words. Like if he if he wants yeah. to tell me to get screwed, he'll tell me to get screwed. So I send it over, and he'll be like, "Dude, come on." And uh, yeah, but he, he's pretty he's pretty good about it. Like he comes back and he's like, "You should be doing this. You should try this." And he's talked me through he's talked me through more more photos than I can count before I even had them taken. He's like, "This is what you need to do to get that photo." And I don't know, man. I just I really do tip my hat to you for just going balls to walls, no mentors. Like I've got tons of mentors, you know, and yeah, I still feel like I suck at it most days. So. <laughs> oh, so do I. Just fake it. It's all yeah. good. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that was that was my attitude with a lot of things, and that normally worked out. <laughs> oh, totally. That's far in life. Got me that far in life. Like, yeah. why not? How old are you now, Nick? If you don't mind me asking. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. So you got into this in your late twenties. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, man. I'm just like I'm. I'm really blown away by that. So that's. So you were a lifelong hunter though. Like you grew up hunting and up there. Like your family uh-huh. hunted. How did how did you how did the hunting no. get started? So I don't come from a hunting family whatsoever. Um, I picked up archery in like gym class in like junior high. Oh yeah. That was literally the reason I got my first job was to buy myself a compound bow. And then just shooting the bow at the local archery shop, a couple of like, I don't know, 18, 19 year old guys offered to take me out. Like we're just pushing me all the time to come shoot a muley. Right. So I'm like, sure, why not? They took me out, and the first morning of my first hunt ever, I arrowed a velvet mule deer buck, and then yeah, that just hook, line, and sinker. That, that was your first archery hunt. That was my first like three hours of hunting in my life. Holy shit, dude! Not only are you like an incredibly driven dude, you're. I think you got some horseshoes up your ass too. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Wow. I'd be lucky they get any day, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So how old? So like, how old are you there? Sorry, thirty six now, no, and that was no, uh, no, no. fifteen or sixteen then. Right, and that was it. And family didn't hunt, so like, how did you come home and tell your folks, "Hey, I'm going hunting"? Um, just did. Yeah. I remember she didn't even like when I brought the deer home. She didn't even want it in the house. Like, it's like, well, cool. I have a dead deer on the driveway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like living at home, like a high school or junior high kid or whatever the hell I was at the time. Like, yeah, I just killed this thing. I'm not gonna do with it here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up going out and buying like a used deep freeze, and yeah. You butchered it yourself, or you turned it to a meat cutter? What? Oh, all myself. There's not much surplus money for meat cutters or shit like that. But holy dude. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting. And then, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a year where I haven't shot stuff since, like, not even close. I think I'm at, like, I don't even know. I have a book somewhere of everything. I'm, like, 130 or 140 animals or something since then. I know. I saw, I think I saw that on your Instagram one time. You keep a log yeah, of everything, right? Everything. Which is nuts. Yeah. What's the data you record on that? What's the what? What's the data that you're writing down? I think you do, you're on date, species... Uh, yeah, date, species, location, uh, what, uh, like broadside, quartering, whatever, yeah. the distance of the shot, how many shots, distance of follow-up, uh, the score. Method of take, obviously, like rifle or bow, you're probably putting in it. Yeah, like the caliber, compound, recurve, yeah. whatever. Um, so that'd be a pretty, yeah, pretty sweet that. little uh, black book to get your hands on if you want to know where all the good stuff was. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Like some old dude when I was first starting at that same archery shop showed me his and yeah, it was just super cool to see like there was just hundreds and hundreds of kills and like, I don't know, it's like history, right? Yeah, that'd be one of those um, things that the the first year would kind of suck when you've got like three or four entries. Yeah, one. (laughs) And then yeah, Yeah, (laughs) after 10 years, it'd be looking pretty sweet. Yeah, but then there's years with like 15 or 16, so man, it looks sweet. Yeah, that's cool. 15 or 16, yeah. that's badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Nick. Yeah, no, we've been first and foremost for sure. Yeah. We just rolled over an hour here, mate, so um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, and I'm trying to keep a bit shorter nowadays. I don't like rolling into the two-hour oh, mark, dude. but uh, yeah, man, I really appreciated you coming on, just sharing yeah. some insight. It's... Uh, I've taken a lot away from it and I'm sure everyone else will. I'm sure there's going to be another 500 inspiring 
photographers at the end of this? Yeah, just don't listen to what I say or do or any of that. <laughs> if, <laughs> You'll be so far ahead in life. <laughs> what's uh, if you could if you could give one piece of advice to that that person right now? What would it be? Just don't try to be someone else. Just do your thing. Yeah. Whether it's look type of hunts, how you're marketing, how you're reaching out, and well, you said one thing, but the second, don't try to undercut people. Is like golden rule number one. Because you're only going to shoot yourself in the foot down the road. That's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Like, if you take a day rate of $200 a day now, you're never going to get a day rate of $2,000 a day later because you'll be known for doing it for fuck all. That's right. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Know your value. I really. That's, uh, that's good advice. Yeah. Hey, dude. It's been great. I appreciate it. Like we'll be talking. We'll be talking more, I'm sure. Yes. Sounds good, man. We need to get dope for a hunt, too. Yeah, man, we really do. I know we were talking about one towards the end of the year there, but uh, it just didn't come together. But now that I'm uh, now that I'm my own boss, let's uh, let's do something. There you go. I'd uh, I'd almost I'm all, I'd almost come up and uh, follow you on that goat hunt. Maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody in trouble up there. I haven't done enough. I don't think I've done enough of the safety stuff after having the the boys on the last podcast, um, Jeff and mark and they'll tell him yeah. some of the situations and i mean it's worth mentioning i guess that i mentioned i was we were talking about that and you had actually invited me to come up on the hunt with you and i i pulled the pin um i just didn't feel yeah. i just didn't feel ready but i know i'm going to regret that decision <laughs> yeah always welcome next year that's right i appreciate it dude hey nick thanks man yeah take care cheers